1: Welcome to City Church U's Knowing God Guided Reading Podcast. We hope you will join us this holiday season as we read J.I. Packer's modern classic, Knowing God.
0: Alright, hey guys, welcome back to the Knowing God Podcast. We are transitioning into chapter 14, where we are moving from topics like truth and love and grace, the previous three chapters, to the next four chapters, which is judgment, wrath, severity, the jealous God. So we're having a uh, a bit of a turn in tone, but I think we're going to be talking about some things that Christians often overlook or don't enjoy thinking about, but yet these are as Packer points out, very important attributes of God and also very prevalent themes in the scriptures. And so as we kind of venture into these chapters, we're we're a little bit further in the book. It's a little easy to get tired, lose your stamina, start to read a little quickly, start to comprehend a little less. And I want to encourage you guys that as we go into these topics, I, I think that these are really, really important things for us to grasp in order to be mature Christians, and that even though these topics on at first look seem to be very, um, I guess, gloomy, uh, they actually make a lot of sense of the world around us and actually bring us a lot of clarity and in many ways bring us a lot of hope, too. So I'm excited to dive into that with you guys today. We're first going to talk about Chapter 14, God the judge. As, as we're kind of thinking about this idea of God as a judge who is active, who enacts judgment, um, why do you guys feel like Christians tend to distance themselves from this idea? We, we love the idea of God as Father. We love the ideas God is loving, God is powerful, making meaning out of everything around us, but we often distance ourselves from this. Why do you guys feel like that's that's the case for most Christians?
2: I feel like just like culturally the last thing you want to be is judgmental everybody talks about just not being judgmental Mm. um so i think that's that's one thing
0: yeah
1: yeah there's just you know this negative connotation to like you said hank this judgmentalism um and and we even talk here a lot about it's actually about making wise judgments Mm -hmm. so we do need to um look to god for guidance and making proper judgments but we You know, I just think that we we steer away from it because it's not, it doesn't feel, it doesn't always like feel good. Like it's not this Mm -hmm. rosy, lovely thing. Like we do want to be loved by God. Um, But like you said, knowing of his um, judgment is going to give us the full picture, like Mm -hmm. the whole spectrum of God. And one side can't make sense without the other.
0: Yeah, I think this also, when we're talking about the judgment of God, it forces us to talk about everyone's favorite topic, sin, (laughs) and evil, and wrongdoing. And, you know, we kind of, I think as Christians, have a tendency to share the gospel in a way that is like, God loves you, Mm -hmm. God wants you to have eternity in His presence, And we can't overlook the judgment piece, that we have sinned, that there is sin and evil and brokenness in the world, and it requires, you know, evilness and sin requires judgment. Someone Mm -hmm. has to be the judge. And uh, to to the scriptures, it's very clear that God is the one who who does that. Yeah. one of the things that Packer says, and he, he makes some great cases and kind of outlines the way in which that's a major theme in, in, in the in the Bible, he says there's the characteristics of the judge, and he says the judge is a person with authority. And Packer, we've talked a lot about God's authority through his word, um, and no doubt God is the one who, this is his creation, he's the one that can serve that, he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, he's good, he's perfect, so he he should have the authority. And it also says in the second point, it says the judge is the person identified with what is good and right. And this is where I think a lot of times we have a huge clash with culture about who gets to really determine the way we should live, and what is right, and what is wrong, and what we can and shouldn't do. And mm-hmm. um, in kind of thinking about this idea of, of God being the one who determines what's good and right, where does, where does that bring us some hope as Christians?
2: Yeah, I think that, like, and Packer got at this a lot, so I'm just kind of reiterating what he said. But when we think of ourselves and, you know, in human character, to be a judgmental person, normally not so good. But to be, for God to be judge, Mm -hmm. it's just another attribute of his perfect character. And so when we think of God as judge, we can't put, like, ourselves onto it. Um, Or else we're going to think that God in some way is sinning or that He Mm -hmm. has like this negative side. But God being judged, it's not negative. Like we know that God is judge. Everything He's going to judge is perfectly just. Mm -hmm. And it's perfectly, like it is always going to be the right thing. You know, someone's not going to end up in some eternal judgment from the Father because He made a mistake. There's no mistakes. You know, Mm -hmm. often in our criminal system, we see mistakes all the time, you know, and it's really upsetting, but God's not going to make a mistake about any sin or anyone.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of, that our image of a judge is still a human judge, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. someone that gets voted into this position of power or at the highest level they get chosen, but um, there are corrupt judges i mean judges are humans with sinful nature and and so we hear kind of about these stories um that end terribly and are really sad and the hope in god as the perfect judge um i think can give us some peace especially Mm um gosh especially now in this time of where everyone is kind of like the world is preaching Mm -hmm. social justice um for us to be able to know and even talk to other people about how, you know, in the at, at the end of time that God has complete control and that he he will he he has promised um, justice and mm-hmm. and proper judgment for all. So.
0: Yeah, and that kind of Hank was kind of diving into, you know, chapter 15, but Packer talks about when we talk about God anthropo anthro Pomorphically,
1: mm-hmm. knew that was coming. Knew it. <laughs> Got um, it. Classic. Got it.
0: Uh, but when, when we do, we, we often kind of, we put our own limitations and our own imperfections on God in that role. But when we're mindful that God doesn't have those limitations that mankind has, doesn't have those imperfections that we have, it brings us a lot of hope. And I think when thinking about God as the one who is determining like right and wrong, it also brings us a lot of hope, or even though it doesn't actually fall in line with how we are often inclined to think what is right and good, because we've been so formed by the world Mm -hmm. in sin, our own sin has formed us, it gives us a lot of clarity. And I think talking with college students a lot, they're looking for, what should I do? What's the right way to do this? Like, Mm -hmm. I I do want to live life well. Well, it's great that God is the one who gets to, to clearly speak to us and show us what that is. Yeah. He goes on to say the judge is, is a person of wisdom to discern truth, and we've talked about the wisdom of God. And he also says that the judge is a person of power to execute sentence. And he says on page 142, uh, or for Hank, verse 142, <laughs> um, he says, as he legislates in sentences, so he also punishes. He says, all judicial functions coalesce in him. And I think this is that important piece too to understand that like this this all throughout the book, Packer is trying to show us this holistic view of God where we're not Mm -hmm. just kind of being one sided and even with God as judge, he's the one who who serves all of those functions.
1: I really appreciated him like putting it in terms that I think help can help us understand because like we know about our legislative and judicial branches of the government. Like For me, as I was reading, Hmm. it just pulled it all together in that he gets to execute every piece of that sort Mm -hmm. of, like, human, Mm -hmm. you know... System. Yes, the system. He Mm -hmm.
2: legislates, he judges, and then he punishes.
0: Mm -hmm. And And, um, all
1: perfectly. mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and and all of those different things, all those different elements of that bring us hope as Christians. You know, one of the things I was thinking about with with this chapter, and I've said this before in, in sermons in the past, is... That, you know, we do, even though we don't like the idea of thinking about judgment, we often do like the idea of justice, mm-hmm. you know, as and we see that word used a lot and often in good ways. Um, and um, it's just like even in movies, like when you see the bad guy get what's coming to him, we like that. And we don't yeah. tend to like movies unless you're super into like some sort of obscure yeah. indie movies <laughs> where like the bad guy gets away and the good guy doesn't, you know, just those there's something within us that God has built within us because we are made in his image that we desire to see justice served. We just often mm-hmm. don't think of ourselves as people who deserve yeah. any form of judgment. Sure.
1: Um, we long for that, like moral, Yes, longing. That's yeah. a great word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: we long to see justice served. And so with this, like, you know, here's this topic that we don't like talking about judgment. You know, Christians don't want to be judgmental, like Hank mentioned at the onset of this podcast. How do we talk about this topic of God's judgment with others who maybe don't have faith um, in a way that that also can share the gospel?
1: I know that we kind of sometimes like to steer clear of it, but the gospel story actually doesn't make sense without talking about the sin of man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It, in speaking with an unbeliever, you have to lay out all of the, like, you can't skip over it or even really skim over it because it was the reason that Jesus had to come, um, as a sacrifice for, for us. So I just think in fairness and for clarity that we approach it, you know, we do have to approach it like in a matter of fact kind of way, but also in an, in a human, like we should have an emotional response mm-hmm. to our sin, and we and we have to get there before we can really take to heart the mm-hmm. sacrifice, um, the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. I don't know what would you say, Hank?
2: No, I yeah, I think that's all really good. I mean, without without sin and without. God who is just and who will judge there's no you know there's no need for a gospel but we know that all of sin and fallen in Adam and that there is a just judge who will punish all sin and so that's how like it's hard for anyone to understand why would I need to like repent of my ways and follow God if there's nothing wrong with my ways and then there's no one to hold me accountable at the end sure. of it all so we need like to help people understand when sharing the gospel like you are sinful and you will be held accountable, but like the one who will hold you accountable has given you a way out. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think like the other important thing to note is that and like you said, Hunter, we do we do want to share the mm-hmm. love of God. Like mm-hmm. we, we want to we want people we just have this desire for people to know that God delights in them and mm-hmm. loves them. Yeah. Well, what was the greatest act of love? That he sent his son. He gave us Mm -hmm. that way back to him. Mm -hmm. But that was because we were sinful. Like, you know what I'm saying? It all does connect, and it's actually an incomplete picture without um, talking all the way through it. It's only
2: love if, like, there was sacrifice to get there and God sacrificed for us Mm -hmm. to bring us back to him.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's one of the best apologetics in ways that we can reason for God is the fact that we do feel this lack of justice that exists in the world mm-hmm. that is an immediate justice. It feels like, you know, we see this all throughout the Psalms, which Packer talks about, you know, the fact that we look at things injustices and tend to agree as humans that this is not the way things should be actually speak to what God has said in His Word, actually point back to God. Because if we are just animals, animals have no idea of justice, judgment, right or wrong. I mean, they're just surviving, eating, breeding, surviving, (laughs) eating, breeding. I mean, that's really all they do, and everybody who knows anything about animals knows there's not like a deep longing for justice. And I think we can use that to open up gospel conversations. So we hope that you guys uh, enjoyed that chapter and really a great bridge into the next chapter to discuss God's wrath. So tune in.